Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you. And welcome back to Talking Terror. We are on the air. No issues this week whatsoever. I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, NDG, welcoming you back to this episode where the Mad Monkey makes his return with a film pick of the week, Hocus Pocus from 1993, directed by Kenny High School Musical Ortega, based on the script by Derek Kirchner and Mike Garrett. So we're going to be talking about that later on in the show. But first, I am joined by the bold, the beautiful, always putting a smile on my face, the Goldie Keith. Hello, everybody. What is going on tonight? Glad to have you back for this episode. Uh, had a great time last night talking about Joker. So we hope you guys check out that episode once you see the movie. I think we've really hit it hard and we hit it well as far as covering uh, that movie. But uh, great show last night, cool. Indeed, man, had a lot of fun. You know, it was, uh, it was a good time. Good time indeed. Absolutely. And without further ado, we are joined by our favorite spooky Simeon, the Mad Monkey himself. Yeah, what's up, Prey fans? It's your favorite primate, the Mad Monkey, and I'm glad to be once again broadcasting to you live from the Drunken Monkey Rehabilitation Clinic. So break out those pudding cups, because I'm back, my lovelies, and I just want to say thank you to my lovely co-hosts for curating some killer episodes while I was on leave. I appreciate all of your hard work, guys. Now you got to put back work in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it, man. It's all, it's all you, dude. Me and, me and the king are going to take some time off. You know, it's, uh, you're on your own for a couple hours. Oh, yeah, okay. we're going to take right. this I... show off. So. Hey, cool. I got this. We're going to see you next week. All right. All right. So, this week on American Horror Story, in case you haven't watched. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Is this thing on? Dead air, dead air, monkey. Oh no, no, I, I'm, I was, I was busy uh, mic checking uh, Nurse Johnson. So anyway, mic check, mic check. Is, is the doc not joining us this week, or I don't know. He didn't say he wasn't, but not looking good so far. I mean, we had to give him a minute or two, but so far, well, okay, he's not here. Well, in the well, since so let's talk here, about let's some pa- stuff. Let's talk about that shitty well, ass wrestling pay per view. Over everybody. <laughs> Sorry. Let's everybody breathe. Monkeys. Everybody breathe. Remember, yeah. we have manners here. Frogs and milk. Frogs and milk. <laughs> well, I was gonna say since we, <laughs> I was gonna say since we don't have the doc, let's talk about that crappy wrestling pay per view we all just watched. <laughs> nah. Mm. Yeah, no, I think I'll uh, yeah. I'll take a hard fucking pass on that, man. That was some uh, some shit, big time on the uh, the W. They've gotten a lot of backlash about it, 
you know, oh, no yeah. pun intended. You know, that mm. was a pay-per-view many years ago. Um, that's that's <laughs> not what I meant on that one. But, um, yeah. yeah, they uh, they have been getting hatred over what occurred this past weekend on uh, Hell in a Cell, and deservedly so. It, uh, it was definitely yeah. uh, a really shitty production. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. other than the last match, the rest of the pay-per-view was pretty damn solid. Hmm. Uh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to get into it too much because we're trying not to be a wrestling podcast, trying to be a horror podcast. And, I, and we're also joined by the demonic doctor. He's here. The doctor is here. Oh. Yes, hello. Good evening, everyone. Hey, Doc. <laughs> Good evening. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back. I couldn't be more excited than to get together with everyone to talk endless tonight. That's right. <laughs> Your movie pick of the week. <laughs> and the resolution. Yeah. The, uh, the prequel. And the <laughs> like five years prior. Yeah. Which, Which I we were all ready to talk about. <laughs> Nonsense. Rubbish. Yeah. So, yeah. You, so you actually so, did want to tell us how you really felt. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. Say this again. I heard a question from the monkey. No, I was just going to ask the ghoul, so he re- you really did watch the prequel movie to last week's pick? Yeah, he did. Yes. He watched it right after finishing yes, The Endless. We were talking about it, and I said that there's some kind of previous movie related to it, and he like went right to it and like watched it uh, immediately. Wow. Well, I, I own that's it on Amazon cool. Prime. I own it on Amazon, on Amazon Prime because that's the only way to actually get it. You can't rent it. Money. You know, all you could do is actually Whoa. buy it. So I spent seven dollars and ninety nine cents to uh, to own that film. Um, like I, me and uh, me and the King talked about it a little bit last night on our, our Joker podcast. Um, basically, the resolution is the situation that we run into during the endless with the two guys in the cabin, the one dude looking to, to get off the drugs. His buddy yeah. went there, handcuffs him to a radiator. We run into that guy's wife in the endless and that's all it is. You know, the, 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 both movies, listen, the concepts were okay. You know, I like the thought process of the films. It's just the execution. They just didn't have the budget nor the acting talent to actually pull that off. Yeah, no, I agree. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think you really wanted to talk about that. We don't. Uh, that's, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. Indeed, I, I finished right there. That's, that, that sums it all up. I have to say, I've never been more. I've never been more thrilled with an episode of our show being canceled because I certainly I had no fucking desire to talk about that movie in any fucking way, shape, or form. <laughs> oh, oh, but yeah. you know, what, wow. what a way to follow it up for this week. You know, bring it back focus. strong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, bringing the horror right to you. Some, in some, uh, in some circles, Hocus Pocus is considered to be a classic of of sorts, and the more we will dig into all of that when the time comes. Yep, we'll dig into that. In the meantime, let's see here. We have possibly Creep Show and American Horror Story to talk about. Unless you want to talk about uh, horror news first, Doc. Uh, no, uh, I'm happy to jump. Right into these shows is uh, it's like the it's tis the season for all of these uh, genre shows with uh, not only American Horror Story uh, three episodes in with the fourth episode it airs this evening is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
and then uh, two episodes, two episodes out, and the third coming tomorrow for the Creep Show series, as yep. well as the season ten uh, debut of The Walking Dead just on Sunday. So a lot to unpack oh, as far right. as television uh, is concer- is concerned. But um, you know, I am all caught up on all of that. So I don't know about you guys, but I'm happy to talk about any or none or whatever amount you would like to speak of because I am up to date. Okay, well, let's go with uh, Monkey first because uh, he's back and he hasn't given us his thoughts on AHS 1984 yet. Uh, so I wanted to get his impressions of the first couple episodes that premiered so far. Yeah, um, uh, the deal and I both were watching this because she has she was into the first four seasons of American Horror Story, then stopped. I gave up after season two. Um, I was willing to give American Horror Story a try again because of the nature of this show because we're you know we're doing 80 slashers and i'm man i'm digging the vibe that this show's giving off man it's like i'm <clears throat> i'm loving the um small little tributes that they're putting in there like kind of like little easter eggs to classic slasher stuff that are sprinkled in throughout the thing and it's you know whether or not you can catch them good for you but i'm really liking the feel of it so far and i'm i'm really digging the gore on this thing man i didn't realize it was going to you know, that they're going to be able to get away with this much blood on the show. I'm really digging it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, that's yeah, cool stuff. Yeah, no, again, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's any more or less than anything I've ever seen them do in other seasons. So, you know, as far as their gore and their their level of violence, I mean, we've had, you know, I'm going through season five at the same time, and you know, there's a lot of, lot of shit going down in that season that's like, wow, I can't believe that's on television. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, what, I've, I've been kind of surprised by, and again, I have not watched, I've only, this is only the third season of American Horror Story that I have watched. I have watched the Asylum season, and I have watched the Hotel season, and now I'm watching this season. And going back to uh, the, I guess it was the Asylum, I don't even remember which season it was. But anyway, I have always been kind of surprised at the level of, uh, in some cases, sexual content as well as the level of gore uh, for for a television show. Um, so I, I agree with what the ghoul is saying. Where I'm not, I don't think that anything I've seen in this season of American Horror Story is any different than uh, that type of content in their seasons that I have seen. Anyway, uh, you know, the one of the, the I guess the first season uh, that I saw uh, was. Asylum, and that's that's the one that starts off. Uh, is that the one that starts off with Adam Levine, and they're in, like an abandoned house, and there's yeah. like some kind of creature through a mail slot. Like when he's making out with that chick, like for a television show, like he actually, and this is in the opening sequence of the first episode of the season. Uh, I I vividly remember he like licks his hand before reaching it down in between the girl's legs. <laughs> yeah. Like I was shocked at that Whoa. image on a television series. <laughs> Uh, and then, was in then there. all of the splatter and blood and guts. So I think it's par for the course for American Horror Story in that regard. I would agree. Um, you know, episode two was good. I felt like it, it was a little bit uh, lagged in some parts, uh, continuing the action on the same night. Uh, episode three, to me, I, I was really impressed with episode three because it really is giving you these twists that you don't really see coming. And it has an amazing... A uh, callback to Friday Thirteenth Part Five with a great decapitation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Poor Ray, couldn't make it up. 
they did a great job leading up to it too, where it's just you know because every every kill up until now has been filler buddies that they've just been throwing in to build up the body count. Like none of our main characters have died yet. He's you know he's number one, and he, and you know he fucking earns it. <laughs> oh, completely. Like, if there was one character I wanted to see die that episode, it was him. Like he's constantly fucking everybody over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, you know what it also yeah. reminded me of, man. The death reminded me of that. Uh, was it ten thousand ra- maniacs or whatever it is with uh, with Robert oh, England? Oh, yeah, two thousand one maniacs. Yep, I get Two thousand one maniacs. That's what it is. Yeah, ten thousand maniacs is a band, isn't it? Oh my bad. Uh, it, it was also seventies yeah. uh, horror movies. <laughs> ah, there you go. Um, yeah, two thousand one maniacs, but that had a very similar end to it. So uh, that's exactly it what did. that reminded me of. But yeah, I saw it coming a mile away. Oh, yeah. yeah. With our horror minds, you know something's going to happen. <laughs> He's not making it out of that uh, entrance of the camp. Um, but, yeah, it, I like the twist. Like, I, I thought I might be bothered uh, by the Rita twist, where it turns out that she's a psychiatrist that gets serial killers to talk. She wants to get uh, Jingles to talk, and she does, and leads into the camp. I thought I'd be more bothered by it, but I actually kind of like it. But by the end of the episode, I was kind of with it. Mm-hmm. I kind of like the fact that they're going that way. Her blaming <laughs> pornography like Ted Bundy did back in the day. Yeah, but also I took it as like this is kind of the Loomis character that they're bringing in is the one that's doing the case study of the serial killer. Mm, I wouldn't say Loomis. Yeah, I would say the female doctor was more Loomis. The guy she's letting people kill. You know, she's letting Mr. Jiggles kill people, though. That's the problem. He's, yeah, she's letting full-on murder happen he, just for her research. Yeah, he's definitely Maybe more like the 2018 Halloween yes. doctor. Yep. That definitely certain, Rita. But uh, yeah, not Loomis. If anything, the female doctor was Loomis. You know, talking about Jingles in the hospital. You know how he hasn't talked in all this time and doesn't think you're really going to get through to him. You know, it, it was sad to see her go so quickly. I was hoping that she would stick around and be more of a Loomis character, but she had to be taken out. In that but, again, we might get more of her in flashback mode, possibly, uh, you know, when we start to get more story, possibly, of Mr. Jingles. You know, it, just because she's, de- you know, dead doesn't mean we are not going to get any more story from her. And plus, it was always good because you get to see Miss Pelleggi again. And I'm always a fan of Miss Pelleggi, so whenever I get to see him on TV, very happy. It's like a horror thinker. That is it. Yeah, see, that's the one thing with American Horror Story. You know, I'm very. It's very rare that I actually watch the season while they're airing, because I always find that getting to watch it in like that binge format just is so much more satisfying with this show because you're you're literally putting all of this into a you know a ten episode arc that there's going to be these twists, there's going to be these turns, there's going to be these characters that are going to get killed off real quick. Because None of this is going to matter next season. So watching it in nope. one big shot is always better. Who the fuck is like doing CPR on the on the on the yeah, somebody like end of the mic? Monkey, into stop it! Brown bag. Like, what the hell? What the, what the hell is that? It's monkey. I don't what know is what he doing? doing? What? Why is he hyperventilating? Yeah, it sounds like he's doing something over there, monkey. Is he? Are you okay, monkey? Uh, or are you having a heart attack? Do you need medical attention? <laughs> Uh, are we? Oh, wait, hold on. What is it? It's fast, fast. Is there facial drooping going on? <laughs> no, I've fallen and I can't get up. 
Your speech is no worse than normal, so we're good on that end. <laughs> okay. Monkey, as long, as long as you can still broadcast, we're fine. <laughs> yeah, I think we, A for a second there. anal. So place your finger in yeah, your ass. Yeah. And that'll let us know for sure <laughs> yeah. if you're good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to episode four for American Horror Story 1984 and seeing the further twist development of Dakota being in cahoots with Richard Ramirez and wondering if he's killed Brooke yet and why hasn't he. Uh, I'm really looking forward oh. to that. But uh, most importantly, uh, Doc, I wanted to posit this to you first. Uh, Creep Show premiered on Shutter. We're two episodes in. What have you thought about the entry so far? Uh, so uh, the ghoul and I had spoken about episode one uh, at length. Um, I enjoyed the first episode. Uh, I thought that the second segment was stronger than the first segment uh, by far. <laughs> and then I thought that the second episode uh, was really cool. I was really into both segments of the second episode. I thought the second episode was a lot of fun and felt more like, like a creep show product than I did of the first uh, episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghoul, what did you think of the first two episodes of Creepshow? Yeah, I liked it. Again, you know, I felt uh, I felt like this time there was definitely less parity between the two segments. I thought they were they were both equally good. So I will say that I felt like the first portion of it felt very much like Dog Soldiers. Um, yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, which isn't a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's a movie that I enjoy very much. Um, but I love it just didn't movies. feel very it didn't feel very original. So, you know, going through that was like, okay, let's let's get to whatever the next segment is. And then to see DJ Qualls, like I haven't seen him in ages and like looking at him now and he looks so much older, but yet he still looks the same. <laughs> like I ended up like uh-huh. looking at the uh like I was, I was looking into like the new girl. Well, not the new girl. Uh, the, the, the new, new guy, guy. New guy. New guy. <laughs> yeah. Who's Angelina Cuba? But uh. And fucking yeah, Rose. I was like, oh, I'm gonna rent that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy it. I'm gonna watch it. You know. And like I looked over and like I'm like, oh my god, look how young he was. He looked like such a baby <laughs> in that movie. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, monkey, uh, what do you think? Fucking First tuba player. Ed Liggett. Tuba. Yeah. Ed Liggett. Tuba. Yeah. We yeah, don't use language like that here. <laughs> yeah, episode one was fun. I enjoyed the seasonness of it. Go go ahead, go. What were you saying? No, 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 not that I was going to use a name that, you know, I can't. It's somebody that used to work at the movie theater, so that's just who I always picture. <laughs> I know, whenever, I, know whenever you, I, I know who you're talking about, man. I know, I know. We, we got to keep that on the fucking cutting room floor, but I know exactly what you're saying, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Going back. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, first episode I found fun. Uh, House of the Head, I you know, like you guys, I thought it was the stronger of the two. Then the second episode, like, just seemed way more fun, way more relaxed. Um, I, I enjoyed the first segment because I, growing up, I also read a lot of World War II horror comics that were uh, done by DC. Like, I think they were uh, Creepy Tales or something like that. But they, a lot of them were based on World War II stories mixed with horror. So I definitely felt like that was along the, definitely the vein that they were shooting for with classic horror comic books but I did feel really ripped off the way they handled the transformations for that episode 
you know, where we, instead of any slight transformation, we just had a, a quick super shot, you know, of <clears throat> one shots like they were, you know, panels of a comic book showing the transformation. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that being said, then with the finger, I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed just the fucked up sense of humor <laughs> that was in this episode, man. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, it definitely was. And yeah, uh, the first episode, Grey Matter, which is based on the Stephen King story. It was good. Uh, Tobin Bell was great in it. And then Giancarlo Esposito and Adrian Barbeau. But yeah, like we've all said, I mean, it's something that we haven't seen before. It was House of the Head that really kind of sold me on it because they used very little and it had some genuinely kind of creepy moments uh, with this oh, yeah. head in this dollhouse, um, you know, and the way that the dolls are positioned, how they're reacting to what's going on. You don't see it, but you see the reactions. I thought it was great. Um, Bed Wolf Down in the second episode, I love Jeffrey Combs. So to see him playing this Nazi commandant trying to get these people out of this jail cell so he could confront them and kill them for what they did to his son. I love the use of the colors. Uh, in certain sequences where it's red and green, kind of like they did in the original Creep Show, and the finger was just classic, almost Tales from the Dark Side. Uh, more specifically, Monster in the Closet with Fritz Lang, where he has a monster in the closet that he rents out a room, and this monster is cute and adorable, but it will kill you. And that's what I felt about this little cute creature that's doing all these things just mm. for GJ Qualls. Mm. And at the end of the episode, <laughs> you don't really know if that creature exists or if he was doing it the entire time. And I kind of like that twist where he's just insisting that this creature is going to come back. Yeah. And I was really loving the creature effects for the finger, man. Those creature effects were fucking badass. (laughs) They were great practical, which is what I really appreciated. You know, it wasn't a CGI little thing. It was a creature. The creature effects (laughs) reminded me very much of the creature that comes out of the guy's chest in the end of Spaceballs. Hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Me a kiss Definitely by the like wire. That. Baby, my heart is on fire. And he really likes popcorn. Check, please. So definitely cool seeing that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to that uh, Halloween is going to conclude uh, Creek Show, but I'm looking forward to seeing what else they have because I haven't been disappointed yet by any of the entries. I might not have liked it as much as I do other segments, but it's been entertaining so far. Like their their hearts in the right place. Mm. Yeah, and I, I'm also enjoying the fact that we're having different people doing different episodes. It's not just one set of specific people doing it. It looks like they're mixing right. stuff up of di- directors, writers, you know, um, and just mixing it up so that we're having different styles thrown in there at you, so you can enjoy it as. Unique tales told by different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. You know, that's the way an anthology series should be done. Different writers mm-hmm. and different directors for each segment, which is appreciated. And I love that Greg Nicotero directed The Finger. You know, because I'm a huge fan of Nicotero. So when I saw his name pop up as a director, I was kind of happy about that. Um, but yeah, uh, so the new episode drops tomorrow for Creep Show, AHS 1984 tonight. So a lot of TV, like Doc said, to watch. Uh, but moving on from that, Doc, do you have anything that you want to talk about tonight in horror news? Well, we also... We should, we should uh, have two know, weeks' this, worth of news to go here. <laughs> <laughs> we do, um, but I'm going to go with what I have for, for this evening, because I, I, I have my paper from last week somewhere, and then you guys were going to go on uh, Thursday, and then that didn't work out, so oh well. But 
Uh, before we jump into that, is everyone or is anyone up to date on The Walking Dead? That you uh, guys almost. have at it. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost caught up. I'm up to the whispers right now in Walking Dead. So I'm almost okay, like two so, episodes until season 10. All right, I'm so still on last season. You know, yeah, I know, I know. So we don't have to talk about the episode, but numbers have come out, and it was the lowest uh, viewership for a season uh, debut. Season 10, uh, first episode, only had 4 million viewers. Uh, what? I'm not – yeah, only 4 million viewers. And I'm not going to get into the details because everyone is behind, but I, in my opinion, it was a very strong episode, and I like the direction mm-hmm. that things seem to be going. And uh, maybe you know, hopefully that good, uh, you know some good word such as that will uh, you know bring people back because it's been shedding mm-hmm. viewers for a while and it's kind of between this and now the Fear of the Walking Dead and there's like a third series that the trailer just came out the other day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it could be Walking Dead overkill mm-hmm. for sure, but um, they did also announce that um, Lauren Conrad is going to be returning as Maggie in a regular role for season 11. Uh, her show, okay. Cavalier, was like a, to, I don't know, wasn't a surprise to me at all, but her show, Whiskey Cavalier, was an absolute bomb. And uh, What's so was canceled. Was, no, that was canceled, like, very quickly. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I don't think so. It's hard, man. In this day and age, like, it's super hard to, like, get a TV show that's a success. And, uh, you know, that one was not. So uh, they always kind of left her storyline open-ended. So there would be an opportunity for her to return, and she will be returning uh, as Maggie next season, season 11. But I feel that season 10 is off to a good start. Uh, Once you guys are all caught up, I'm curious to hear your thoughts, and we can talk about that uh, at that time. Yeah, I mean, it's Mm -hmm. it's extremely difficult to get something to hit, too, because you never really know. You know, you never know what's going to actually resonate with the... You know, obviously, specifically the American audience at any given time. You know, we've seen shows come out that, you know, should be hits that aren't. And then you see, you know, these shows that end up coming on that you would think will never make it. And yet somehow, you know, it ends up lasting for for a while. There was that show on, uh, I guess it premiered like two years ago now um, on NBC. Something, I don't know, there was some plane crash that occurred, and the people, you know, ended up surviving, and, like, it turned into this weird thing where they came back, like, fucking six years later, like, millennium later. Oh, the return. Um, what did you say it was? The return? Was that what it was? No, I know what you're talking about. I watched it. But, yeah, I I know what you're talking about. You know, yeah. like, I tried getting into it, and honestly, like, I felt like there was no way that show was lasting a season, let alone now going into, like, its third mm. at this point. And then there's that other show, too, the one with the chick from uh, Sif from the Thor movies, where she had the freaking tattoos all over her body. Like, there was a movie, that, that a was like a show part? that I was like, well, yes, I was like, that show had a great concept, I'm going to enjoy it, I'm going to watch it. Mm. Started watching it, and I'm like, yeah, mm. this is like the same fucking thing every single episode. I'm good. <laughs> and that's like three or four seasons in now. I'm like, how the hell did that last? Yeah, but then on the flip side, it's like, you know, we had the show that I was watching, Deadly Class on Sci-Fi, which I fucking loved, and then it got canceled right after only one season. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? While The Magicians is going on, like, what is it, season 10 now? You know? Well, The Magicians is, okay, well, here's the thing. The Magicians is established in book form already. That's like an actual book series that they took and made into a television series. So it kind of had an audience already. 
Um, the next cl- the class one you're talking about is actually a Doctor Who sh- offshoot that came out. No, and it's, that no no no, it's based off off of a um, image comic book. Oh, okay, maybe I'm thinking of a different show with a similar name. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I know the Magicians has an established audience, and I watched the first season of it. Uh, maybe some of the second season. Like I enjoy it. Um, but yeah, it's nothing that like I, I'm, I'm rushing to go back to and rewatch. And I don't think they're ten seasons in. I think they're only like five. Oh, okay. Yeah, you never know what's gonna hit. I mean, I unfortunately I have to miss Riverdale tonight. That has a season premiere, but I'll watch it tomorrow. I got so much to watch that I have to catch up on. You know, this week Riverdale and the Connors and and uh, American Horror Story tonight. So yeah, I got a lot don't of TV for, to catch up on. Don't forget Nancy Drew. Don't forget. I gotta watch Nancy Drew, Drew as well. I plan on checking that out. <laughs> it's sexy, Nancy Drew. Okay, because yeah. it's on the CW, <laughs> so it's sexy now, and it's not it's ghost and shit. It's a is Sabrina still running strong, or did that get canceled? Oh hell yeah, that's going in the season three, baby, where she goes to hell. Oh, <laughs> love that okay. fucking show. Showing Adventures of Sabrina I'm all goes in. to hell. Sounds more like a porn, <laughs> yep. man. Oh no, it gets sexy. Especially on Netflix. If you tell me it got sexy as she's in high school, I mean, I'm going to start watching again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, she's she's high school age. There's a yeah, lot of that's, that's what, good stuff in there. That's when the king shows up with his American High School 84 mustache. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Hanging some brain. Yeah. <laughs> What's up, Stingray <laughs> style. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Playing Edward Forty Hands at the party. <laughs> oh shit, the cops! <laughs> so, Doc, did you have you know, the Doc's all, about, Doc's all about Stingray, man. <laughs> Stingray was great in season two. I loved him. Such a great story arc for that character. He didn't think it was going to happen. I guess he's Doc. not quite a big fan. Uh, Doc. Yes. Hello. So, Hello? do you have any other horror? Do you have any other horror news you'd like to cover, Doc? Uh, of course, I have things that I would like to cover. He was exploring. His, he was exploring his penis, Monkey. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, you. are on the clock, Doc. Uh, Come on. If you are willing to make the journey all the way to Arizona, you can have the. Winslow, Arizona. You can have the esteemed pleasure of facing off and trying to survive an evening being hunted by none other than Jason Voorhees. Uh, there, is a comp- there is a company in Arizona that's called On Pins and Needles. And I thought you were going to say Republican gun nuts. They, uh, <laughs> they have created an experience that's called uh, Friday the 13th, Surviving Jason. It's an overnight, it's a one-night overnight camping trip. Uh, you can participate as a solo camper or as a as a group. Uh, it consists of uh, three 25-minute games where you or your team has to uh, complete various types of puzzles uh, that will uh, help you survive being hunted by Jason Voorhees throughout the evening. Uh, it's $25 what? a person. It includes dinner. It's uh, only for people 18 and above. And... Uh, it sounds kind of like an outdoor, like escape room kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a super fun concept to go and do with your friends if you're a fan of the Friday the 13th series. I'd love to do that. Especially mm-hmm. 25 bucks and you get a dinner out of it too? That's not bad. Yeah. 
So they're running these things. Uh, they're running these things once a month. I do not know what the capacity is as far as amount of people. Uh, but so September and October, uh, I'm sorry, August and September, and I think even October might have already sold out. Uh, but moving forward, they're going to be doing those one, once a month. What the fuck? What is? What am I hearing? What is that? I think the monkey's playing a soundtrack. Orchestra with sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying. It's his first night back. I'd love to do that. Can survive a an evening on the run from Jason Voorhees. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. Uh, a good friend of mine here has family in Sedona, Arizona. I do not know uh, if that is in proximity to where this is taking place, but mm-hmm. she uh, is a big horror fan and supporter of our show, and uh, maybe there will be an opportunity for us to travel uh, to Arizona and, and check this out. But it sounds mm-hmm. like Very great. Well, yeah. I'm surprised that not more people are doing this. Like It sounds like a great opportunity to do something like this in, in various places, not just Arizona. But take advantage. Yeah, well, you know, you know, the the uh, camp Nobi Bosco in New Jersey uh, used to do like a tour of their grounds, and they've started to do like uh, you know overnight experiences because that's where Friday the Thirteenth was filmed. Uh, right. And I know that uh, as one who used to do a lot of long distance running, uh, they have some different races around that are called like zombie runs, where it involves like zombies chasing you all around the course while you're running. <laughs> yeah. uh, so there's uh, you know some different there's some different fun stuff out there, but this is the first yeah. one I've seen that was uh, you know clearly aligned with with uh, Friday the Thirteenth. And um, I do I've seen some pictures from some of the events, like the person that they have doing the Jason looks great. Uh, the actor that plays Shelley. Uh, showed up at one of these as like a kickoff celebration, and that seemed like a lot of fun. So, uh, you know, it's getting a little bit of buzz, and you know, seems like seems seems fun. And I, I hope for to one day, hopefully, get a chance to check it out. It'd be very cool if you could. It'd be very awesome. All right. So, uh, what's next? Uh, we have talked about right here on this show how the feature film plans for the old Nickelodeon television show. Are You Afraid of the Dark was completely scrapped without warning or explanation, uh, but Nickelodeon still has been forging ahead with their creation of a limited Are You Afraid of the Dark revival series, and uh, the time has come. Are You Afraid of the Dark and Nickelodeon revival series is here. Uh, the debut that's going to be three episodes. Each episode is going to be one hour long. The first episode will debut on Nickelodeon this Friday, but they did also put up the first episode for free on YouTube, which is available to watch now. Uh, episode 2 will come on October 18th, and Episode 3 will come on October 25th. If uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark uh, brings back childhood memories that you would hope to try to recapture a piece of, uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark Nickelodeon limited series might be just for you. It wasn't bad. Now, I watched it. Yeah, so so King, you uh, you said you did check it out, right? I did. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. uh, in in your opinion, are they trying to go back in the vein of horror for kids, or they did they age it with the audience? No, definitely, it, it's sticking with what they did best back in the day. It's a little uh, scary at some points, where I'm like, kids might be a little bit bothered by this, but otherwise, it's keeping right in line with what they did back in the 90s. It is an hour long. Okay. Um, one tale. It's an hour long. 
<clears throat> called Submitted for Your Approval. And it, it just it took me back. Back in the nineties when I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark every Saturday night, nine thirty on SNICK. And it just it felt great to be back in this world. It's only three episodes, so oh, you a real said quick SNICK. Watch. Oh dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was my shit back in the day. Nick, dude, every Saturday night, I was there. Roundhouse, all no, that, close to explains it all, Pete and Pete, right in the dark. It was a busy night for me back in the day when I was a kid. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but even, back, even back then, Are You Afraid of the Dark was a pretty solid horror series. And it was pretty well written for, for kids. And it was, I, you know, I thought it was a really good introduction. I used it anyway as a nice introduction to get my um <clears throat> girlfriend's daughter at this I mean girlfriend's sister into Pregnant. watching horror stuff and that's how no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no my girlfriend in high school that's how I was able to get her younger sister you know into in horror bed. was from watching Are You Afraid of the Dark? No <laughs> man, she was elementary school. You dirty <laughs> fucking little ghoul. Oh you oh, dirty man. monkey that's horrible dude. You're nasty bro. <laughs> Take it easy get it <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> da, da, da. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was great. Um and it's free on YouTube, you can watch it. Um but yeah, it it has a lot of great nods to the original series. You know, little touches here and there that'll take you back if you were a watcher of the original series, you'll get some of the Easter eggs, which is uh something I enjoyed. <clears throat> well cool. So worth checking did, out. Did the did they keep the campfire? Did they keep the campfire? They did. Yep. <laughs> oh, sweet. And the cocaine they okay. throw in the fire. Just to get All right. the story started. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, what else do you got? They're throwing coke on there. <laughs> I do cocaine. All right. Cocaine. <laughs> okay. uh, so Pedro Guerrero. After, <laughs> Pedro Guerrero. Uh, after so much speculation... Uh, it's been Hello. officially confirmed, <laughs> uh, you know, that uh, Charles Cyphers will be returning as Sheriff Brackett for the uh, upcoming uh, Halloween Kills, uh, Halloween ah. 2018 sequel. Uh, <laughs> on set pictures, on set pictures of him, uh, on set pictures of him in uniform. Uh, That's like a security guard, out. not a cop anymore. Well, you know, uh, whatever he is, I, you know, he will be returning in some capacity as some type of law enforcement officer uh, for Halloween. <laughs> I was curious as to exactly how they were going to address this, being that, uh, you know, Haddonfield police uh, was a part of Halloween 2018 uh, with no yep. mention or talk of him. So, you know, he's looks like he's coming back as... They have kept talking about this theme about how uh, they're going to be unpacking, uh, you know, all of the characters and their, uh, you know, their lives and dealing with what happened on that fateful night long ago. So, um, you know, another bit of casting news there. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has also shared some set photos of her in costume and everything as, uh, you know, they continue uh, with the back-to-back filming of Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. They said they're going to take a very short breather in between the two, but they're they're full steam ahead. Well, and this is why I wanted to step in, too. A couple things about the, the Halloween Kills news. Uh, one is that, uh, yes, they did post a picture of Charles Cyphers back as uh, Lee Brackett, who was the sheriff in 1978. Uh, guy is pushing into his 80s, 
so the costume they have him in, <clears throat> it looks like he's a security guard, which makes sense because Haddonfield Memorial Hospital that we remember from 1981's had, uh, Halloween 2 is going to play a part in Halloween Kills. Uh, so they're oh, yeah. kind of just referencing Halloween uh, Haddonfield Memorial Hospital. Uh, Nancy Stevens, who played Nurse Marion in Halloween and Halloween 2 and also Halloween H2O, is going to be returning as that particular character, uh, Nurse Marion. So that's another little tidbit. But what I found most interesting, and I don't know if I posted it on the Talking Terror Facebook page, but there was actually leaked behind-the-scenes uh, footage from Halloween Kills where they're shooting a flashback that takes place on Halloween night in 1978 where a very young Lonnie Elam is being stalked by Michael Myers after he runs away from the Myers house after Loomis tells him to run. There's a, sh- a tracking shot of him running through the streets at night with Michael close in proximity to him. So they are doing a flashback for this one. They're taking it back to 78, which I think is very interesting, and I'm actually kind of interested to see how many flashbacks we get, especially from 78. Oh, man. That could you know what they're going to do? <laughs> Yo, I've got this figured out. They're totally going to have it where Michael incapacitated this kid's vocal cords, put the mask on the kid. The kid then went around killing everybody else in 1978, all in a plea to try to, like, get everybody to help his voice box so that this way you don't know that really it wasn't Michael at the end of that movie, which means it also wasn't him in the 2018 movie. Now we're going to see the real Michael come out. Holy shit. Uh, You just fucking solved this shit. Holy God. (laughs) Somebody called the studio. We got this movie mm. in the bag. <laughs> and they, no, and they no, 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 fuck the studio. Ghoul, you're writing your own shit. We're making our own fucking Halloween movie. We're yeah. making it way better than their shit. <laughs> no, I'm Halloween. good, man. They did that in H2O, and that was terrible. I don't want to see anything yeah. like that again. <laughs> no. No, but I know, in, in, I know in similar in similar news, Brian Andrews is still not coming back to play Tommy Doyle. <laughs> oh my God, the horror! <laughs> I can't believe that they would do that and get someone else. How could they? How could they? Oh my God! But it's still stupid <laughs> to me because you're getting Charles Cyphers and Nancy Stevens back <laughs> again, <clears throat> unless he seriously just did not want to be a part of it, which could be the case. Ah, like you're gonna get Charles Cyphers and, and Marion Stevens back because you need them. You don't need them. But it's fine because they have so much to unpack from 1978. Yeah. That they are really going all yeah. out. And and unfortunately, like, <laughs> and yeah. unfortunately, J- J- the photos that Jamie Lee Curtis has been sharing, you know, it's like she's just starting to look more and more like Willie Nelson, really high. It's just, <laughs> it's just slap a beard on her, and it's just <laughs> she's starting to look like somebody's grandpa now. It's just oh. <laughs> mm. Well, it's also a wig because it's not a real hairstyle. You know what I mean? She's in Knives Out, which is coming out, I think, soon for Chris Evans, where she looks perfectly fine. You know, so they have to, I guess, age her up a little bit for Laurie Strode. Kind of beat her up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got, but, Doc? <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's all I got. What? Hmm. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Power! <laughs> Infinite power! <laughs> that's really uh, it. What do you got, that's King? It. Come on, you got to have more news for us than that, man. That, that's some horse well, hunting right there. You want to talk about He Man? <laughs> no, I don't want to talk Wait, about He Man. I'll, I'll be back in a minute. Wait, hang on. I'll be back in a minute. 
G-Man is coming to freaking uh, to, to Netflix, apparently. You know? Yeah, they said that it's supposedly going to be coming to Netflix. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> non-horror news, though. Um, not horror news, though, but something interesting is that Jeff Anderson is on board to play Randall once more in Clark's 3. Kevin Smith confirmed really? the one holdout to not make this fucking movie. The one holdout, the one guy that said, I don't ever want to do it again after Clerks 2, he's on board, and he is doing Clerks 3. Uh, yeah, apparently, from what I heard, is that he didn't like some of what was written for the character in Clerks 3. Um, I don't know. I, you know, All of that is all conjecture. Uh, I know that they did the recent reading of it over in the Highlands at the uh, the old movie theater there. Um, mm-hmm. Where you know you could you could have paid X amount of money to watch them all get on stage and like read the script of Clerks Three, so I don't know if that had something to help out with. If him and Kevin came to to terms with you know maybe something that works a little bit better for Anderson, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I, I'm glad to see it happening. I've been you know and uh, I threw on. Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back the other night, figuring, you know what, I'm going to go and I'm going to pass out to this movie. I'm going to go to sleep. And because, you know what, I did that a couple weeks ago. And the same thing happened that happened a couple weeks ago. I ended up watching. You fell asleep? You know, so there. No, I didn't. Now, there I am, you know, like you know, an hour into the movie. And I'm like, oh, shit, I was supposed to be sleeping at this point. And I'm still busy giggling and laughing and, you know, that whole thing. <laughs> You're wide know, awake. Just, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I had to turn it off. I had to, like, move on to something I've seen. I think I, think I ended up putting on Twilight, freaking, uh, whatever one we covered. You know, the third movie. What a dramatic with you, man. Jesus. That puts me to sleep every time, dude. your movies anywhere, and I was watching. I've been putting myself to sleep to Grandma's Boy. Um, <laughs> but I... I, I, on my I found... I went and just found my news, my news sheet from last week. So I have many more news stories if you want to keep going with them. Cool. Indeed. And I can start Roll reading. On. I can also start reading Dianetics if we really want to get there. So we can. Uh, we we've got <laughs> things to do here. Dianetics. Oh yeah. Yeah, L. Ron Hubbard. Remember those commercials back in the day? Dianetics. Do you believe in? Do you believe in lava aliens? Do you believe in giving all of your money to a church that doesn't really exist as a church? Dude, if that, if that was the commercial they were presenting, I totally would have went for that, man. As a kid, I would have been like, yo, are you telling me aliens drop some shit up in a volcano? Yo, sign me up. Dude, those commercials were creepy as fuck, though. They gave they you a were. little bit of music. He had this exploding freaking volcano. And then just in that yep. deep baritone voice. Dianetics Dark. by L. Ron Hubbard. You know, order now. Blah, 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 blah. Like, I had no idea what it was all this time. I thought it was like a fiction story. Like, I thought it was like a regular, like, book or something. I had no idea. It was like a religion stemming off of it or anything. Zenu commands you to buy this book. They started talking about Zenu and fucking Boo Boo and Doo Doo Goo Goo. Like, I would have been like, yeah, let's, let's, I want to know more. You know, it's kind of like Starship Troopers, you know? Want to know more? (laughs) I'm going to click that button. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so, Doc, what do you have? Uh, What was on last week uh, that you had? Stephen King, as he has as of late, has just had so much to say about so many different things. He said said it himself, Stephen King. Say it into the mic, man. He said that the Netflix series, Marianne, is really scary. 
he praised Creepshow uh, and said that he's looking forward to more episodes to see where it goes. And he said, God bless Adrian Barbeau and God bless, God bless Easter eggs. And he also said that the Child's Play remake was pretty funny. Because he didn't write it and he didn't act in it, so he's going to say, ah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> they didn't pay me, so fuck it. Yeah, funny as shit. But Creepshow, hell yeah. I was hoping you'd get a quote like, you know, Mary Ann will scare the shit out of you. Yeah, I tried to get a quote, but his, his representatives won't take my calls. Um, <laughs> yeah. that, being, also, that, that being said, I just wanted to say I saw Mel Colbert the other night on an interview, man, and for his age, man, and uh, he, he's awfully fucking spry. You know, he he's still got a shitload of energy in him, man. So that cocaine residuals that he had from the eighties, like constant like blowback. <laughs> He'll sniff in there. There's like shit going up in there that's been in there for a long time. Like I always wonder that, you know, like one of these days I'm gonna like go and sniff in to like clear out a booger or something, and all of a sudden I'm gonna find like some rock of some like fucking you know some nose candy from back in the day. Nice little sugar book. Wake up three days later. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, moving on from Stephen King, uh, what else? Also in the world of Stephen King, I was not a viewer of the Castle Rock series, but Castle Rock Season 2 is on the way sometime soon. I'm not sure what the debut date is of the second season. It has been been, uh, promised that Season 2 will feature an origin story for the Annie Wilkes character from Misery. Yeah, I'm excited. The trailers look good. But, They're including but we know her origin story. <laughs> she told her origin story in the, the movie. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> so we're going to get to see her sit, So we get mm. to see her in a movie theater yell, yelling at the movie about how they did it wrong? <laughs> no, she's a nurse in this one. And a very dastardly <laughs> one, too. Played by Lizzie Kaplan, who I'm a huge fan of. Yeah, ever since Cloverfield, I've been a fan of Lizzie Kaplan. So to see her playing Annie Wilkes, I'm excited. I love the little Easter eggs for Jerusalem's a lot. You know, they show that town. Uh, Tim Robbins is going to play a character named Andy, which is always fun. So it looks like it's going to be definitely more Easter egg specific. You know, season one did a good job, but I think this one's really kind of going to nail it. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what else, Doc? Uh, I watched that tall Jordan, grass thing that he uh, that they recently did on Netflix. Yeah, how was that? Any, oh, any was that? of you guys checked that out? You know, it was. I have. Uh, yeah, so I wanted to find out from you. It ha- okay, so it had lulls, <laughs> and the problem with it are that those lulls are like devastatingly lulls, mm. like really, really, like okay, man, like this is fucking what we're doing here. Like we we <laughs> fought tooth and nail and got through the whole thing just because we wanted to see where the fuck it was gonna go. Um, but yeah, when all was said and done, it was almost like yeah, if you've got the time to kill, you feel like watching something, throw it on. But it's not fucking setting the world on fire. I can tell you that much. Maybe somebody should have set the That's field on fire. That's he his son. I think it was Owen yes. King he wrote a, covered it with. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm looking to check it out. I just haven't seen it yet, so I wanted to get your opinion about it before I go diving in. You know, I think it's going to be a great project, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we we watched it over it. the weekend. 
Yeah, it's just a one-off, right? It's not a series. No, 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 no. It's a single episode. It's well, not a single episode. It's a movie. You know. So. Okay. Oh, it's a feature-length movie. Okay. All right. That's good. All right, uh, Doc. Uh, what's next? Uh, Jordan Peele of uh, Get Out and, uh, <laughs> and <laughs> The Twilight Zone <laughs> and uh, Key and Peele has signed an exclusive deal. Uh, a five-year deal with Universal uh, to create at, uh, no less than two uh, feature films that he will both write and direct. Uh, he said that in exploring his in exploring his options moving forward, that Universal uh, has expressed the most interest in creating original content, and he's fully comfortable working with them. Uh, so Jordan Peele will be working exclusively. Uh, you know, with uh, Universal. This will not include the Candyman spiritual sequel that he's involved in as part of that deal, um, but for two, at least two original films that he will write and direct will be strictly Universal properties. Oh, is he creating right? his own dark, is he creating his own dark universe? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, monkey. Back to the drawing board with you. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Was that like, I seriously like I I zoned out for a minute because I was texting somebody. Did you just go dark universe with the Jordan Peele property, dude? Honestly, yeah. that's fucking great. Great joke, monkey. Well done, man. Yeah. Just everybody this weekend, the monkey's gonna be at the KKK rally in Virginia. So how about you? Y'all heard about this Jordan Peele character making a dark universe? Yeah, I heard about him. What did he say, Monkey? Oh, he said he go create some movies. We're not gonna see him. <laughs> yeah. Hey, why is black planet? Why is he black? We gonna make movies with black people in them that are just gonna kill white people. How you gonna like that, man? White people gonna be first to die every time from now on. That's what I heard. I heard it because I saw it on the Google, and you know Google don't lie. Google never lies. <laughs> Google the Google. <laughs> yeah, I read it on the Google, and you know the Google don't lie because the Google is like smart people's news. So I know where I heard it. <laughs> What's the Google, like Google Eddie? <laughs> I, I, I live Google. Google. I live by uh, by the, the the Lord's word of Wikipedia. <laughs> Better not be trying to take our guns next. You know, that's what he's going to be trying to do this Hollywood time. Oh, Mr. Big Bridge is over here with us. Mm-hmm. And I've seen it. My friend brought me a copy. I saw it on my old laptop. Overheard at the monkey's yeah. rally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and now you know why we call him the monkey, everybody. <laughs> He's so mischievous. Okay, uh, so Jordan Peele, you know, strike while the iron's hot, working with Universal. Getting and he loves Naomi. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. yeah. Even though she's disappeared off the planet. Oh, yeah, no, <laughs> and Kyrie's saying. But yeah, anyway, so what else you got, Doc? <laughs> Before we there. go into this movie that everyone wants to talk about. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> there is going to be a, uh, you know, there's all kinds of, I guess, 
fan films uh, from, you know, all kinds of genre properties. And there is one uh, that is coming out that uh, apparently is going to involve a bit of the plot from uh, Weird Science. Uh, where what? I guess okay. a couple of I guess I guess a couple of nerds uh, that are obsessed nerds. with the story of Myers uh, are going to have uh, a, a, a creation where they create a Michael Myers, but they don't create one Michael Myers; they create accidentally two Michael Myers who are then unleashed on an unsuspecting public. Are they sexy? Mm. Like are they sexy <laughs> Michael Myers? Like like they, like in, you know yeah you know with cut off shirts and you know tight tight, tight little blue underwear. That <laughs> I do not know. Uh, but it's going to be called Halloween. I like Michael where you're going here, Michael. Michael. It's going to be called what? <laughs> Halloween Michael versus Michael. Oh, cute. That's that's what they went with. That that was really <laughs> yeah. the title they chose, Doc. Yes, Halloween. You can see a trailer out there, and, and it looks kind of entertaining, I suppose. Um, you know, but, you know, I suppose. It, it, is a, it is a fan film, so, you know, do with that what you will. Um, oh. so, okay. Halloween. Yeah. Is that? Like Mike. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my Myers. Uh, Mike, like, Mike, like, Mike. And uh, <laughs> once again, after... And a sequel, you know, Mike and Ike Turner. <laughs> uh, you know, after, Next. you know, numerous times throughout his career, he says that he is going to leave the genre. Uh, it appears that once again, Eli Roth is staying put. Oh, uh, he is going to be producing a Halloween-based slasher film called uh, 1031 for Orion Films. Uh, apparently, a girl is a woman is taking her niece trick-or-treating, and inside some candy is a note that says there's a killer on the block. Uh, by Roth says that it's rare to get a script that grabs you until the last page and gives you nightmares. Uh, so he will be producing this, um, you know, this uh, piece of crap. This, <laughs> no, I don't you know. know 1031 10, type. It could be fun. You know, I don't, you know, don't put the car before the horse, I always say. I mean, I never believe it when somebody says it's You never say put the car before the horse. What do you mean you always say you put the cart before the horse? I've never heard I you said, say that. I said, as they case. always say. I didn't say I say oh. that. I said, as they always say, you fuck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you dare say I say something. Oh, <laughs> <damn>. <laughs> like, come on. Oh, oh. So, you going to call me out? The you ain't having pretty. none of that shit, monkey. <laughs> no. What the hell? You you to say that, boy? Yeah, no. I said, as they always say. Okay. Don't do it, because it could be a good project. I know he fucking hates Eli Roth, you know, because he's a bro. I do. And I get it, but it could be fun. Like, you know, we don't have a, like, I like movies that take place during Halloween. That's not Michael Myers. That's a slasher. It could be fun. 
So I'm looking forward to it. I just don't believe that it's going to be the scariest fucking thing you're ever going to see. I hate it when people say that because it's not true. <laughs> it's not going to be the scariest yeah, well, thing you've ever seen. I've seen scary shit. It's not going to be one of them. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, because didn't you post an article about this on our page? And uh, what, what did you read about this game? You boy, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I put the car before the horse when I wrote that fucking article. That's what I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit! Damn. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I, I posted that article about 10:31 on Talking Therapy, and you can read that article. All right. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, like you came right out of the fucking gate with that theory. Like, you never say that. What the hell is your problem, dude? <laughs> like, what are you so mad at me for? Like, oh, because I used an expression you used in the twenties. You never say that's not your catchphrase. You never say put the car before the horse. Yeah, you never say like that's gangbusters or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> that's hogwash, okay? That's hogwash right there. So y'all be watching your mouth right now. Yeah. Oh, All right. <laughs> yeah, I want to talk about something that's so rad. Back from the 90s, let's talk about Hocus Pocus from 1993. No, you want to talk about something rad, man. Hold on real quick before we go into that. How about this? <laughs> This real cool rad. You want to go rad? I mean, we're talking 1980s if you're talking rad. Hell so yeah. We're going to go with my 1980s. Yeah. Has anybody else heard this rumor that Michael Bay is looking to do the freaking Netflix movie or series of Thundercats? What? <clears throat> no. What? Yeah. No, that is currently okay. a rumor that's tooling around. I don't know how much, you know, I listen, I could just be adding gas to the fire. That is just a real big fucking, you know, Rumor mill right now. I don't know. All I know is I caught something real quick on it. I'm just wondering what lens flare is going to look like coming off of a burble's ass. So you're the car uh, the horse, uh, is what you're saying. Uh, what I'm what I'm seeing is that right now uh, Michael Bay is directing a movie for a Netflix titled Six Underground, which is going to be starring Ryan Reynolds and Dave Franco and some other stars. But the word is that that is actually a live action Thundercats movie. Underground. There were cats that lived in a fucking cave, you know, well, big <laughs> yeah. lion looking fucking thing, cat thing, underground. Holy shit, Michael Bay might actually be doing Thundercats. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I mean, it, it, it is what it is. I'd like to see Ryan Reynolds and Dave Franco, but what about Thundercats? I did like it back in the oh. day, but now. Thundercats. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <clears throat> All right. So, Monkey, I just uh, I just hope they have all of that uh, that wanton hidden homosexuality mm. throughout the entire series because that needs to just be like there. Man. Stay true to its eight. Stay true to of, its eighty uh, source Michael material. <laughs> I'm talking about, dude. All I ever look at is Megan Fox, bro. Mm-hmm. Good stuff right there. Um, talking about good stuff. Focus, focus, Monkey. Yeah. Get us into mm. the movie for tonight. All right. Okay. <laughs> Can I just... <laughs> put the car before the horse? Right. I'm tr- I'm trying to. All right, but yes, tonight's movie, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> it's a scary tale. 
<laughs> yes, the eerie tale of Sanderson sisters full of shit. Who in 1693 studied and practiced the dark art of witchcraft in Salem, Massachusetts? Their lives came to an abrupt end when they were tried and hanged for their heinous crimes. But before they were executed, the three sisters cast the curse that if a virgin, 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 going to come up a lot, should light the black flame candle during a full moon on All Hallows Eve, then they would return from the realm of the dead. That is the premise behind Hocus Pocus. Now, why I picked this movie, all right, is not only because it's a great Halloween movie for the entire family, God only knows. Even though it, <laughs> even though it is Disney, all right, this movie, when you look at it, does have some dark, dark subject matter. I mean, we're looking at witchcraft, all right, and not Halloween Town witchcraft. That's another series of Disney movies. In case you were wondering, Ghoul, you can, I'm sure, find that on your Disney thing. All right. Don't. <laughs> but don't this, do it. But this witchcraft is seducing children, abducting children, sacrificing children, eating children with witchcraft that is powered through a sentient dark spell book bound in human flesh and written in human blood, Necronomicon, while being obsessed with virgins the entire time. That's some pretty fucking dark shit for a Disney movie. But also horror. Watching horror and truly enjoying horror means that those of us as horror hosts have to be willing to go to those places in your soul where you truly feel vulnerable and terrified. And nothing, I mean nothing, terrifies me more than anything involving Bette No, no, nothing terrifies me more than anything involving Bette Midler singing. It chills me to my very bones, I tell you. And that's why I picked Hocus Pocus as this week's movie. All right. (laughs) Bette Midler scares you? Okay. Fuck yeah, Bette Midler scares me, man. I'm not talking about Down and Out in Beverly Hills, uh, Bette Midler, or the one where uh, her, where she traded places with her redneck cousin or anything like that. Those movies were okay. But, like, after Beaches, Bette Midler became this really scary thing. Because after Wind Beneath My Wings, it's like her ego soared to new levels of diva that she had never known before. And you couldn't shut the bitch down after that. And she just became very, very scary <laughs> mm. <laughs> after Beaches. All right. Uh, oh, what do you think about Hocus Pocus? <laughs> Listen, it was the first time I've ever seen it. I uh, I know it's got a big cult following. Like, look, this is the kind of movie that, like, my sisters watched when they were kids, you know? Um, 93, I was way too old to have any interest in seeing this film, so I definitely didn't see it in the movie theaters. Um, don't know if my sisters had seen it in the movie theaters. Probably not. There's probably something that they ended up getting on, like, videotape, uh, you know, in, like, the 95, 96 area, and probably watched it, like, ad nauseum, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, listen, it's, 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 it's a movie, you know, it's, it's a kid's movie. It, I, I wouldn't go as far as saying it's got subject matter that is more than anything else that was coming out in that time frame, you know? I mean, you had movies like The Witches that were out at this time, you know? There were there were other... It was a time in which... See what I did there? In which? It, it was a time... Uh, in yeah. Oh, yeah, you know? We're going to fucking hit you over the head with a hammer, them smart thinking things. Um... This kind of stuff got said, you know, like mm. hearing the word virgin, you know, in the movie, which was kind of weird because at some point, like Sam, who had no interest in watching this, you know, the nine-year-old in the house, like, poked her head <laughs> in a couple of times and was like, what are you watching? This looks stupid. Um, 
when she heard the word virgin, which of course led to her sticking her head in and going, am I a virgin? At which point like, I just kind of like looked at her and was like, you know, like I kind of like dismissively nodded my head and I heard her go run to her mom and was like, mom, am I a virgin? And of course, Bonnie gave her the full, you know, full explanation of what it is and why she is one. Um, but, you know, like I think back to that and it was like, okay, we heard this in Monster Squad as well, you know, and I never thought anything of it as a kid. So, like, yeah, you might not hear these kind of things in today's films geared towards kids of this age, but back then it was regular. So, Right, and I'll, I'll touch back on that in a minute after we um, get everyone's opinions because I did want to talk about the attitudes of Disney at that time. But, uh, yeah. Doc, I know you were enjoyed this movie thoroughly, so how about you tell us what you thought of it? <laughs> uh, you know, same same as the ghoul. This is a movie that I have never seen before I watched it. Um, what? When so this... I have three virgins who've never seen this movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie came out at a time when, uh, for what that movie was and what it looked like, uh, I was at an age where that I was past that. That was there was nothing there uh, that was going to appeal to me uh, in any way. And like uh, the ghoul had said, and I'm going to parrot it because it's true, uh, that movie has a very, and I don't even know that I would call it a cult following, that movie has a very large, loyal following amongst people that are younger than us. Like movies that we look back on uh, genre or not fondly from when we were a certain age, that movie has a universe of people that feel the same way about it, uh, more so than like a cult movie uh, might be, because this movie was uh, very, very popular. Uh, With that being said, the first thing that stood out to me is how early 90s this movie just fucking screamed uh, when I was watching (laughs) it. I could not believe how much this just screamed its time period uh, when this movie (laughs) was made. Uh, I should say... I find out how clean you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, take a good shower. Uh, I take my wife everywhere. She finds her way home. Uh, anyway, I, I, I can't say that I didn't like it. I can't say that I liked it. Like, I watched it for the show, but, like, this is just not something that is, like, I'm not the target audience here. Like, I can see no. if I was, like, a 12-year-old girl, like, or a ten-year-old girl, I might love this movie. Uh, and and with that being said, uh, you know, while I'm not going to go as far as saying that I am a fan of Bette Midler, uh, but she is in uh, two movies that I think are two of the 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 funniest comedies that I have ever seen. Um, those being uh, Ruthless People and Outrageous Fortune. Oh yeah. Now, yeah, uh, Ruthless yeah, People but, is but, okay. fucking genius. But yeah, yeah no, okay. no, I was just gonna counter and be like, I agree with you that she's a great comedic actress. I'm just saying when it comes to her singing and then the attitude she got after that. But before that, when she was just a comedic actress, she was funny as fuck, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I well, agree so with you there. Too, though, monkey, you know. You're looking at it saying that she's this and that with the singing and everything. You know, she's like very skilled on like Broadway. She's highly, highly like respected. She's like, mm-hmm. really up there as far as, like, her talent on stage is, like, almost second to none, you know? She still scares me. 
But as you were saying, has everybody, just, out of, just, just out of curiosity, has everybody here seen uh, Ruthless People and Outrageous Fortune yes. or one or the, yes. or the other yes. or vice versa? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, those are those yeah. are fucking fantastic, yeah, especially great. Ruthless People. I just love that movie. But anyway, so, like, I found her to be very annoying here. I just – I don't know. I guess I, that's the, it overall. Like, I just found it to be annoying. Um but anyway, I can see why to to a certain audience like this would be uh, like a treasured a treasured classic of childhood. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you, Doc King. What did you think of your version experience watching this movie? Yeah, first time, and I'm in that age group though. Like you guys are older, I'm younger. Um, this came out in '93, and I remember it when it came out. I remember seeing the trailers on the TV. And I thought it looked dumb. I was like, I, I don't want to see this movie because I know that my aunt at the time was trying to get me to go see it. And I was like, I'm already steeped in like movies like The Gate and RoboCop and all these other hardcore movies. I don't really want to see this funny Disney movie about three witches and they're running around in Salem, Massachusetts. I was a big fan of The Witches with Angelica Houston. That was my witch movie. That was the one I liked mm-hmm. because it was actually kind of scary and it was fun and I never kind of watched it. That shit was horrifying. Dude. <laughs> yeah, and it was fun. <clears throat> uh, that was the biggest thing for me. I loved it because it was fun. Um, but you go in like Spirit Halloween nowadays and you see a whole bunch of hocus pocus uh, things that you could buy, costumes and signs and little trinkets. Um, and then when I watched it, I just, I get it. I get why young girls might love this movie, why they would love it. Because I remember back in the day when I was in middle school, a lot of the goth girls loved The Craft, and they loved Hocus Pocus. Those are the two fucking movies that they always talk about all the time, and I never understood Oh, it. really? It's a, yeah. It was the two movies that they always would go back and forth on, The Craft and Hocus Pocus. Um, it's not, like the doctor said, it's not a bad movie. It's just, it's, I'm not the demographic for this. Like, it's a great movie if you have kids and you want to show them family-friendly horror. <clears throat> if you want to show them a movie that there's no blood or anything like that, but there's just enough of that horror element underneath the surface, like the monkey had said, uh, it's a great movie, I think, to show kids. Um, but for us, you know, watching it, it just it's not for us, you know, and I just I couldn't get into it in that sense. Um, I like what they were doing with the atmosphere. I love the Halloween uh, aspect of the Salem the witchcraft lore, uh, like the monkey has said. But Bette Midler, Captain Najimi, and Sarah Jessica Parker fucking annoyed me throughout this entire movie with their over-the-top eating up the scenery. And to top it all off, you get Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall in this fucking movie. And I was like, all right. We're just fucking hammering it in here with this fucking over-the-top humor, aren't we? Yeah, well, well hey, I, I disagree with your, your joke at their expense because – Maybe I would feel differently if this is a movie that I haven't seen before. But being that mm-hmm. in the last two years, both the both Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall has passed away, I was like happy to see them. You know, I, I didn't know they were going to be there, and then there they were. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yes, Gary Marshall and, and Penny Marshall. You know, and they just died. What a surprise to see them. I, and I was happy to see Penny yeah. Marshall. Yeah, I mean, I like both of them, just not in this mm-hmm. movie. I just didn't like what they were doing yeah. in this movie. In that sense. But yeah, like the docket said, this movie is so fucking 1993, it's not even funny. Like, you just, you get the mother dressing up like Madonna at one point for the Halloween party. Uh, Ice and fucking Jay? They were fucking the 90s encapsulated in two fucking characters. Like, that was the (laughs) 90s right there. 
with fucking yeah. face vanilla ice Run. with ice shaved in the back of his head, and then fucking Jay with his leather jacket and his fucking plaid shirt tied around his fucking waist. I'm like, man, this fucking smells like Teen Spirit. Yeah. Grunge and white boy hip hop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was fucking silly. Yeah, I also felt I also but, felt like the touch of like the villain's head with them as well. They seemed kind of doofy. Uh, similar mm-hmm. characters that we're gonna see in like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. They were your typical duo of bully type characters. Oh, yeah, they were uh, stereotyped also, though, at this also time. Different, different, different from movies of that era too. I didn't feel that their their comeuppance. Uh, was as uh, strong as I would have expected it to be. Uh, usually in movies from that time period when there was bullies, they usually get it a little harder, you know, somewhere down the road than they got it. Disney production, you can't go too far. Yeah. Um, but that being said, though, this was also from the days, which I was going to get into, when Michael Eisner was the CEO of Disney, and he kept pushing movies harder and harder to try and be a little bit more and more adult in the family movies, which is why we, ha- you know, when we have, <clears throat> you know, Satan and his wife Medusa, you know, in the scene and we see the chain smoking and the drinking of the liquor and stuff like that. And the constant yeah. use of virgin, you know, is because again, Michael Eisner was trying to push Disney to go like just to the edge of PG 13 you know, like to that edge, but still keeping PG, which is why, like, we also have movies like Hunchback of Notre Dame, where there's all yeah. those sexual innuendos in there and stuff like that. When Pixar was in its puberty and just beginning, you know, Eisner was the one like that kept the trying to push. In the, in the Little Mermaid? Like, I think that <laughs> yeah. was all the artists. Pull, I think the artists were pulling that shit off more than no, Michael no, Eisner, no. man. He just yeah, wasn't no, realizing no, was, the shit was going on. No, that. No, that was an accident, you know, and that was an underpaid artist that did that. But, no, I'm talking about just the elements that were in the movies at the time where Eisner trying to push more and more adult content, like, ever yeah. so more in, no, into the Disney movies totally, of the time. That's totally true. Like, you think about, like, the original Mighty Ducks is a Disney movie. And uh, yeah. there's there's all kinds of stuff in that movie, aside from the fact that, like, the main character – uh, is doing what he's doing because he drives drunk. Uh, but as right. far as some of the content and language from the PSA. kids in that film, uh, you know, well, it is a PSA, uh, but there's all kinds of language from those kids uh, that you wouldn't that have in a Disney movie today. And that's, and, you know, that's from 1992, and that's that rated PG also. I don't know about and even that, more so, though, man. I mean, what, what, number one, what are, are you, you considering hear, are a you Disney gonna... movie today? I don't know, like a, I don't know, like I, I'm, I'm talking about like a Disney movie, like with ch- child characters. Uh, you remember in the first, in the first Mighty Ducks movie, those kids were like, uh, like high, like low middle school maybe, like they weren't in high school yet. Um, no, no, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. They were like, you know, like m- maybe elementary school, fifth grade, maybe middle school. They're a little know, that, bit older than that, maybe. A little they bit were older no, than they were that, definitely like, older than that. They were middle school, definitely middle school. And I would say, what's his face was definitely high school, except he probably dropped out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but like the kids in that movie, they say bastard. Uh, they say, uh, I think one of them says ass. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. stuff that I feel like you wouldn't have kids saying in a Disney movie now. And I don't mean like no. you know, what a, a movie with and, that's basically yeah. child characters, I guess. And that's what I'm and that's what I'm just getting at is this movie was trying to push it 
with trying to throw more adult content in there, especially compared to what the fluff and stuff that you're getting out of Disney now where we don't want to offend anybody and everybody has to be happy, happy, happy all the time. Come on, Ghoul, yeah. you know what we're and talking about like... because you're the, you're the biggest Disney fan out of all of us, Ghoul. You know what it is? No, it's got to be a plan. It has to be a... It has to be a plant by a set person, I would imagine, Ghoul. But did you catch it? Did you see it, Ghoul? In in Hocus Pocus. What? What was it? I guess not. So what did I miss? when when the when it cuts <laughs> from the original opening scene to the classroom when the teacher is telling the story, uh, the main dude, uh, Max, is drawing on a paper on his notebook, and what yeah he's drawing, drawing on his paper. He's drawing a huge thing that says Grateful Dead, and above it, he has there's a big pot leaf. Ah, uh, <laughs> no kidding. No, I didn't catch it, man. <laughs> I didn't catch yeah, that either. I was, no, yeah, my yeah, brain he was, was so he, in and yeah. out of watching this, man. Like, you know, like I yeah, automatically got the airborne vibe off this kid, which was another movie that came out around the same yeah, time. Yeah, totally, dude, totally. Um, I got you. I'm with you. You know, so. Mm. I'm with you on that. So it was like. You know, like that, that's where, where I was already, but, you know, like, it, it took me a second to even, like, really get into it after the whole opening sequence. I was just so like, oh, my God, this is so, yeah. like, ah. like I said, this is stuff that yeah. I remember my sisters watching. I was watching, this is 93, so I was, what, maybe I was freshman, sophomore year, freshman or sophomore, one or the other. We, so even then, we were all watching kinda, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, like, I was, you know, watching plenty of movies at this point. I was, I, I don't think I was entrenched in the Mickey Mouse Club. That would have been, like, another year or two before this. And that was mostly because there was this chick in uh, in school that was, like, uh, kind of cute, and she was really into it, which got me, like, into it, trying to worm my way into her pants, you know? Uh, yeah. Worm. Um. With the movie, though, I mean, I like the, the intro of the Can't sisters, uh, Mary, Sarah, and Winifred. Uh, you know, they show a hanging of the witches, which I like, because, again, Disney, but you're showing these witches getting hung. I liked it, but, Hang. yeah, you cut to 93 in Salem, and you get introduced to Max, and to me, it just felt like he was trying to channel Christian Slater a little bit too much, you know, with a lot of his, you know, acting and the way he was with his sunglasses on, trying to be too cool because he's from California, and when you get introduced to Ice and Jay, and he goes, well, I'm from Los Angeles. And they're like, what? I'm like, come on, you guys aren't that fucking dumb. Like, you know what Los Angeles is. Like, I'm sorry, you're not that big a townies where you don't know what Los Angeles is. But it's that movie where it's like, I was in a big town, and now I'm moving to a little town. And it's on Halloween, and they're talking about the lore, which I liked, about the Sanderson sisters. And that's the real thing that happened, and that's the town. That's what made us famous, the Sanderson sisters, aside from the Sam Witch Trials. Um, the atmosphere was good. You know, just the, on Halloween, everybody's celebrating, everybody in costumes. I liked all of that. Um, it's just that I, I couldn't follow Max too much because Max was just kind of lame. I agree. I agree. It's like we didn't have the best lead. That's for fucking sure. I also thought that they had yeah, Max's movie. Audience. I like yeah, the a movie for great. girls. Yeah. I, I agree. It is. It's, you know, and and the and the main uh, fan base of this movie is, you know, the women that grew up watching this movie. But yeah, yeah. you know, he, he he's kind of thrown in there. He's not. He's definitely not the heroine. I wouldn't call him the heroine. You know, I definitely call, you know, the the two female leads more of the heroes of this movie than him. 
Well, um, you were just a yeah, dude well, with I a don't think you, I don't think you call him the heroine anyway. Because the he's hero. The guy. And yeah. He would be the <laughs> hero. hero. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm. Sorry. You're you know, and I like, like <laughs> when he's trick-or-treating with his sister and she's going around, she's really into it, dressed like a witch. And then he goes back to Allison's house and some open parties so they get all the candy, of course, because they're rich and she's just digging in that bowl. When they cut and everyone's the dressed up like they're in Rob Zombie 31. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the one part I did like is when they go to the Sanderson's cottage that Allison's family once owned at one time, but they had to sell it because it was too spooky. When they say about the Virgin and how he has to do it on a full moon and the Virgin has to light the candle, skeletons. I wanted fucking. Skeletons. I wanted Max so bad to be like, I like to light this candle, but you know me with the ladies, but no. He fucking likes it. I was hoping yeah. that he would do the cheesy line of like, I can't like this. Allison, do you want this? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, he actually offered it to her, though, and she passed. All right. So I'm thinking, again, there's that, there's that t- tiny bit of innuendo of she's not a virgin. Yeah, I got that. You know, and, and it was I, nice I for, think it's for less, what it was. I think it's less that. I think it's more of, again, like I said, this is definitely a film that's tailored towards a female audience, a young female audience. Mm-hmm. And in a weird way, this is kind of like its own little bit of empowerment towards girls. So as opposed to yeah. the yeah. typical stereotype of the girls are always the virgin, they're always pure, they're kind of flipping the script a little bit, and you're getting it as the guy is the virgin. Like Again, like I said, think back to Monster Squad. You know, Ultimately, mm-hmm. what happens? It turns out to be like a little six-year-old girl that gets used yeah. as the virgin in that movie. You know, So I, I did like this little bit that it, it, it gave us a joke, it gave us a reason to kind of make fun of them a little bit, which of course is not allowed by today's standards. That would be bullying. It would be. Yeah. It would be harassment. Very much triggered. Um, <laughs> then you also have, uh, uh, what was it, fucking name? Thackeray Binks, I think was his name. Yep. Back in the Thackeray Binks. He uh, ended up getting turned yeah. into a fucking cat, and now he's like sailing from Sabrina the Teenage Witch, fucking talking the entire time. <laughs> and he's like, I'm immortal. And I can't die. And don't open that book because the witches will come. And it's crazy shit. And then when they come, the one thing I did like about the witches when they go back in 93 is that they're just so fucking scared of everything. They see the fucking ambulance roll by and they're freaked out by that. They want to go out into the road and think it's a black river. Like, some of that stuff works. Like, I was kind of laughing at some of those points because they're just terrified by the road and the ambulances. The fish out of water stuff with the witches was a lot of fun. You know, this is kind of the yeah, same stuff yep. that I found fun in the first Thor movie, where, you know, when you're taking this character who's familiar with a certain type of world and putting him in one that's completely, you know, not what he's used to, great stuff. Oh, you mean like a fish out of water movie? Like, what? <laughs> what he said? A salmon out of he the said street? Out of water. Um, you know, so so I always enjoy that, especially when it's played well. The three women are playing off of each other well enough. Yes, you know, is Bette Miller eating yeah. up scenery? Of course she is. That's what she does. 
You know, yeah. is Kathy Najimy kind of playing the goofy role? Yeah, that's what she does. I loved it. And I, yeah. I don't know what Sarah Jessica Parker's part is. I know she's supposed to be the hot one, but the bitch looks like a horse. I've never found that woman attractive. <laughs> um, Except even, for this movie, you know, I thought she was Even during her sex, even her Sex in the City thing, man, I'm good. Never ever found oh, her pretty in any way. No. Bette Midler, on the other this hand, though, I'll be honest here. I, I got a nice little story for that, man. I used to have this porn mag that I got from the freaking uh, the bus station in Freehold Borough. And, you know, it was one, like, you know, if you think about porn mags, you're thinking of, like, Playboy, Penthouse, stuff like that, where it's just, like, standard nudity and whatnot. This was one of those, like, more risque magazines in which there was, like, you know, penetration and other things like that going on. And this one like spread that was in it had this scene with these two women and it was kind of like this old Victorian looking thing. They're in a barn doing this and that to one another. Well, the one chick kind of looked like Bette Midler and for some reason something about that like really got me hot, man. And I really enjoyed the fuck out of that magazine for a long time. <laughs> Those four pages. <laughs> Let's just say sticky pages, man. Sticky pages, unfortunately. But the the, the trio, they're back and they're they're acclimating themselves to the 20th century. Um, and then you have the gang of Allison and. Oh, uh, look at that! Allison a Grateful Dead logo, man. Good stuff. Um, <laughs> what the fuck was it with the cemetery? Because it kind of bothered me. When uh, Bing says that it's hollowed ground, the witches can't come in, they can't bother us here, but yet they fucking come flying right in. And they're just bothering no, they, they, they can't, can't touch the ground. They can't, they can't touch they the can't ground. They can't touch the ground. Which, which will tie into the end of the movie, but they cannot touch the ground, okay? They can come flying in, they can go airborne all they want, okay? But they cannot actually touch the ground, okay? And they rollerblade. So, <laughs> this is not. Skating? How many times do I gotta fucking tell you? This is this is not fucking airborne, okay? <laughs> yeah, because it, it's like this is the the second act of the movie where it's, they're being chased by the three sisters, and you have the great scene on the bus where they get on the bus for the first time, and the bus driver's like, "Hey, lady, I'll take you wherever you want to go." Hey, hey, all right, look at you, Blondie. You want to drive the bus? <laughs> you know. Like, I, I had to laugh at that because you're sitting in his lap and he's probably got the biggest fucking heart on, you know, but it's Disney, so they can't really no. comment but, but, too much but, on that. But then for some reason, we're in fucking Salem, Massachusetts, but then the bus driver is like fucking out of, you know, straight out of fucking Brooklyn or something like that. Yeah. Like, hey, how you do, yeah, how you ladies doing? Yeah. This is my, my carriage to take you ladies wherever you want to all over town. <laughs> hey, yo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, how you doing over there? Hey, I see you, witches. Hey, bring your brooms on my bus. You don't even have to pay. Yeah. I'll drive you wherever yeah, you want to go. Yeah, bada boom, bada bing. You know what I mean? <laughs> hey, come here, baby. Got, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you want some of the sausage? I got some of the Salem sausage for you. <laughs> you know, yeah, running the bus. I mean, that was fun. I mean, and like I said, about Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall in this movie, yeah, I mean, I was kind of like, uh, it's kind of over the top, but I like the fact that they thought that was actually the devil. We're going to get introduced to his wife. This is amazing. It's Medusa. Oh, you guys, yeah, great costume. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> okay, uh, I want to get into the scene, though, just because it made me really uncomfortable that they were playing husband and wife. Like, it really, really yeah. made me uncomfortable that they were playing husband and wife when we all know their father and daughter. Yeah, it was a little weird. 
But you know, yeah, this was this, no, this, no, this, oh. this this was this was like straight up, you know, oh, like really? Star Wars oh, kind, kind of like, shit. Okay, I knew Penny Marshall. I didn't realize that's her dad. Yeah, 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 the, cre- the, cre- yeah the creator of Happy Days, man. Okay. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Uh, so that's like, that's, look, you know what? That's very progressive. Because if you watch porn <laughs> these days, go to Pornhub, go to xnxx.com, man. All those free sites, everything comes up is just family porn. Guys, guys, real guys, family down, porn. Guys, I, I, Gary Marshall and Penny Marshall are brother and sister guy. They're not. They're not husband. They're not uh, father and daughter. Oh, so they. Oh, so. Wow, I thought they so were father and daughter. Okay, so it still so, goes well. It still goes oh, yeah. well with so the it is, So, so like the it Osmond? is straight up Star Wars. No, no. So now <laughs> it is straight up Star Wars. Then brother and sister actually got married. Okay. <laughs> yeah, living <laughs> together in Salem, having a good time. Come on in, ladies. You know, drink. Stay in the sisters. Well, a little bit, but yeah. Um, when they Thank get you, to the. <laughs> They end up chasing because I forgot Thor Birch's character's name is Danny. Uh, when they chase him to the dance, and it's again fucking incredibly nineties. I was like, wow, fucking these costumes! Like you know, it's just, yeah. it reminds you how fucking nineties the movie is. Especially Madonna, like I said, the manga stuff like Madonna. Martha Graham. Martha Graham. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's the birthday. Great movie. But that's what we're talking about. Um, uh, it bothered me this scene because it's you have the, like the great stage setup of the band and they're playing their it, their, their Halloween theme music and then the sisters show up too. and it, Max it, it, is it, like oh shit they're fucking here guys the witches are here man they're gonna kill everybody we gotta go and they're like oh whatever these guys are in costume ah, we have to have a fucking music break yeah so Ben Midler can scary. fucking sing yep scary scariest part of the movie scary it's part not of scary at all. It, it took is. me out of the movie, is what it did. Like, I just, I was like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, you know, you get to see Ben Miller perform, that's fine. And you have the other sisters doing backup and dancing. And then she's like, oh, you're all going to dance until you fucking die. Ha ha. Like, you know, like, all right. So now they're just going to fucking dance in this fucking school auditorium for the rest yeah, of the movie. Because spell. Yeah, because she put it's a spell a on them. Spell, man. Yeah, I know yeah, the whole you... song in the lead up. <clears throat> Yeah, but they're so all doing the white people it. dance. They're all just kind of bobbing up and down. <laughs> I love the white people dance. Because, because they're white people. Moved. They're white people no. in Salem in the nineties. No, you guy in the like? audience. <laughs> I was like, whoa! All right, so they have diversity in Salem. You know, there's, there's something happening, which is great. <laughs> but, oh, that's um, right. You did have uh, the three African American women. I think they were dressed up like a doo-wop group or something like that. Yep, they were in there. Yeah. Um, Billy Butcherson. I love Doug Jones. I thought he's great as a character. I just didn't feel like I needed it in this movie. Then now uh, have a zombie with the sewed up mouth. I, it was fine. It was a comedic foil, but I could have done without it. Right, but at the same time, it was just a way for them to be able to again chase on land because, again, like you said, because of the hallowed ground and the witches could right. not touch it. Therefore, they had to pull up, you know, Billy. And bring them up, and therefore we had some fun zombie move, 
uh, movie moments going on with him where, again, we were able to throw in dismemberment and some weird-ass kind of freaky zombie horror into the movie. I'm sorry, Ghoul, am I boring you? I hear you yawning. <laughs> that was me. That was me. That was the doc. That, yeah. <laughs> but we but get, yeah, we get that conference back. Jeez, so man. Like, why, how do I get, why do I got to be attacked? Because <laughs> <I know. laughs> <laughs> 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 the horse, are you cool? <laughs> but I thought it was a fun. I thought it was a fun way of just throwing some body horror in there, some some fun body horror into a Disney movie. It's it's not bad, but I felt like it's like it's a little bit too much. Like you already have a talking cat, you have three witches, it's fine, you know. But they have to add Billy Butcherson into it. Like I said, again, I love Doug Jones. I think he's a great character actor, um, and he works in the movie to a certain point. Um, but when you get to the high school. And this is where I don't know if you guys remember this movie, but Christian Slater did a movie where he was a uh, radio DJ. Abe Sapien, dude, pump up the fucking uh, volume, bro. Uh, yeah, yeah, fuck it. Awesome yeah. Movie. Hard. Yeah. Happy Harry Potter. I felt like this is what Max is channeling in the movie. When he puts oh, wait, on the sunglasses, wait, wait, wait. I'm, he's like, almost, Whoa. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we fucking but, know the movie. <laughs> yeah, Max with his fucking sunglasses on, going, "Hey, welcome to the high school. I'm Boris Karloff Jr." Like, All right, get it? That's fine. How do you even know who the fuck Boris Karloff is? I don't think you're that big of a horror fan that you would even know who he is. He seems like he'd be too cool playing his drums the entire time to even bother with that reference, but he does. And what fucking high school? Like, welcomes you to the library with an automated voice, but also does it in different languages, like French and Spanish. Well, you have to progress to fucking high school. You talking about Biblioteca? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was like, what high school is this where it welcomes you to the library in different languages? <laughs> French and Spanish, and I was just waiting for because people, that like, was, you know, Because that was Disney trying to tell you where your library should be instead of the antiquated things that they were and trying to teach you that kids should read in multiple languages. Talk yeah, hard. well, they, and they have that joke with that middle later where she's saying, welcome to the library in fucking Spanish. But, yeah, you have the, the scene in the high school where they throw them into the kiln and they light it up and the witches are just going in the green smoke. I'm like, dude, this movie's an hour long. It's fucking great. It's over. Like, that's it. Uh, they have this Wait for the credits because nope. they're celebrating. So this is the end of nope. the fucking movie. Nice. Sorry, it's not. T- nope, nope, nope. And then Sorry, I look at the counter. Not- I'm like, wow. There's like 30 minutes left. No, nope, <laughs> like, it's not. It's not. T- it's not tales from the crypt. It's not going to end in an oven scene. Because it was great. Because <laughs> they got thrown in the kiln. They're like, woo, yeah, the food's emo, baby. Like, you know, let's go <laughs> hang out. Like going back to the house, and you know, Binks is like, oh man, it's so fucking great, you guys. Like I'm free. I'm, the witches are dead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be a fat house cat. <laughs> and I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hang out with the chick from And I'm gonna you know, hang out with the chick from American Beauty. <laughs> yeah, and I'm waiting for you know Vanessa Shaw to get finger banged by Max the entire time. He had the fucking opportunity and he missed it. Like reach under that sweater, get that sweater meat, dude. Like, she's right there. Yeah, well, no, she gets out, man. She's fully clothed, dude. Fully clothed. Pants uh, and all, man. I was so disappointed when he woke up and he's like, oh, it's, oh my God, it's five. And I'm like, what? Her shirt's still on. Come on, Max. 
he could have gotten to second base. And this is why he's still a virgin. He could have <laughs> used the fact that, look, look what happened because I was a virgin. <laughs> yeah. For God's sake, fucking fuck me. Please fuck me so <laughs> yeah. this never happens yeah. again. Do we want witches exactly. again? <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Nope. If you do this, this will stop them forever. Just <laughs> let me get in <laughs> them pants. Come on. Now, no. now hold on. Now hold, uh, now hold on while I put on some Grateful Dead. And let's make out. <laughs> you want to smoke some yeah. weed? Yeah. I know all about it. I'm from Los Angeles. Julie kills a rabbit pie. Yeah. Yeah, the movie's not over. That's how you get the sex. <laughs> the movie is not it's over def- because for some reason the witches can go back from being green smoke to being their normal selves and being like, hey, we're not dead. Cool. But our book's gone. I'm going to bitch about it for the next 10 minutes about how my book's gone. I don't know where it is. Oh, this sucks, you guys. At dawn, we're going to be dead. But on the <laughs> other side of town, Max is like, hey, I didn't get to finger bang you, Allison, but let's open this book. Let's see how we could bring uh, Binks no, back to the No, 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 no. It was Allison's idea to open the book, not his. It was Allison's idea to go, That's hey, true, cause let's open up this going, book. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Dan, Daniel was like, oh, we probably should open that book. And she's like, what? The witches are gone. What could possibly go wrong other than, you know, we're going to open a dark demonic book, you know, made out of human flesh, and you're still a virgin, right? Uh, yeah, I am. Cause you didn't Last give me a virgin, Claire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then the witches, you know, they find out where the book is, and then they have to do the whole comic thing of, well, we don't have our brooms anymore, so let's look to see what's in this uh, closet. Oh, broom, a mop, and a fucking vacuum cleaner. Like, luckily, Catherine Eugenie fucking sold it, because I like her. She's a great voiceover actor, Peggy Hill from King of the Hill, and she was so great. You know, this sister that had to ride on a vacuum cleaner all the way from their house to Max's house, which, again, I love in these movies when fucking properties get destroyed, because, like, how are you going to explain that the next day to your parents? <laughs> Why the whole part of the house is destroyed? <laughs> wow. Well, you wouldn't believe it, but three witches came in and stole Danny, uh, and then we had to go find her in a cemetery where there was a fucking zombie, <laughs> and the cat is fucking caught. It talked, and it was friends. Yeah, okay, so some are joining medication. Remember when I tried to tell you there were fucking witches there, and you didn't fucking believe me? Yeah, those were the fucking witches, and now shit went all weird. But either way, so now they blew up the house. All right, so, you know, cool effect. Great, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But now, you know, we have... <clears throat> Sex in the City now singing to all the kids in the town, and now everyone's coming all across town to <laughs> converge upon the like Sanderson sisters' house. I actually really did like that shot of her doing the song on the broom, and then all the kids, like in a zombie kind of fashion, walking towards that house. I dug it. I was like, it's, it's going there. It's kind of touching on the horror a little bit, but just not enough. You know, I mean, I was hoping some kids would get dropped. <laughs> you know, some of these kids would get their souls sucked out. It doesn't happen. They're like, oh, look at all the kids. Uh, we don't have time, though, because we're still chasing down uh, Max and Danny and Allison. And we got to go to the cemetery, have our final fucking showdown, y'all, with Billy Butcherson, because we just cut the snips off his mouth, and he can talk. And he is not having <laughs> any of your shit, Winnie. <laughs> 
fucking cunt. <laughs> shut the fuck off. <laughs> you, I'll do with you later. <laughs> yeah. Shut your faces. I'll deal with you in a minute. Anyway, let's come up and kill these witches in the cemetery because they can't touch the ground. Mm. Yeah, but on top of that, I did like that they also went back to a little bit of white magic about the whole thing about salt and stuff like that. Well, you know, white. It away. Yeah. Because they actually because said, oh, aren't you a, they, actually, they actually said, aren't you a smart little white witch when she used the salt on them? That's why. Yeah, that was very racist. <laughs> I couldn't believe my ears. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing in the cemetery, it was like, it's fine. Because you're ramping up to, like, the ending of the movie finally. But, it, you know, you have them, you know, Max finally deciding to drink the potion. You know, I'm going to sacrifice myself for Danny because that's my fucking sister. And you have Winifred standing now in the cemetery. It's like, dude, she knows that this is hollow ground. She's going to stand there in the cemetery? All right, that's kind of dumb. Right, but because it's hallowed ground, all right, she was so excited to be able to sit there and finally get a hold of the shit and whatnot. She had the stuff. You know, I just took it as, like, you do the moment or whatever. But, yes, okay, now we learned that it's hallowed ground, which is why she starts to turn to stone, okay? So she turns into a big-ass, ugly-ass statue of herself. Stop you know, back his me fucking up. Grateful Dead albums and his, and his killer weed. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, she turns to granite, but then you have the witches up in the air that are like, goodbye, and they fucking burst in the fucking dust in the middle of the air. Like I was like, all right, this yeah. is kind of fun. Like, I'm, I'm laughing because, at it. Because the sunlight glitter dust. So that's why. Um, yeah, glitter dust. You turn into Gary glitter dust. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's just, yeah. Then you have uh, Billy Butcherson just going back into his grave, and they're like, hey, man, thanks for all your help. He's like, no problem. Stay off drugs. Stay in school. Drop him back in the grave. And read your Spanish books. Donde esta la biblioteca? You'll find out. Donde es el baño? El queso es viejo y putrido. Donde la cerveza? Yo necesito más cerveza por la noche. All right, but, uh, yeah, moving on. Zachary <laughs> yeah, Dick finally gets his moment where he's released from the cat, and now he's, you know, a ghost he's in the cemetery. The spell. <laughs> it's okay, Danny. Boy, you released don't me. be sad for me, because, look, now I'm <laughs> yeah. free. And intangible, and you know what? I'm gonna get to run around forever in the in the cemetery like a good little ghost, like Casper is. And oi, look <laughs> there! There be my sister. Oh, sister, I miss you so much. Emily, hello, <laughs> hello, it's your brother. It's Zachary. We can play hide and seek forever. Funny thing is, the kid's name is probably really Zachary, but the actress couldn't say Zachary. Because Zachary. She was like, Zachary, Zachary. So they're like, you know yeah. what, I'll just fucking name him Zachary. We're good. Yeah. No, this yeah. was written <laughs> by <laughs> Nick Garris, and, you know, who yeah. went on to direct and, the uh, Stephen King version of The Shining and The Stand and all that stuff. Yeah, Sleepwalkers, yeah. one that I like. But, yeah, but again, I love we had to throw in... 
we had to go and throw in one more thing about, well, what took you so long, Zachary? It's like, I had to wait 300 years for a virgin to light the candle. Again, boom, just had to get, get virgin in one more time before the end credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even that, like, when he when the cat gets hit by the bus at that one sequence, and they're like, oh, no. I like that. You know, Binks is dead. What? No way. And then uh, Danny starts to cry. It's like, dude, he just told you he's immortal. He can't die. Give him two seconds. And then, lo and behold, two seconds they later. They don't understand what shit. immortal means. They know what a virgin is, but they don't know what know. immortal is. <laughs> but they don't know what immortal means. And, and, and they know that... Remember, they just moved they, to Salem, Massachusetts, okay, where all the heathens live. Yeah. Okay, they don't know yeah. their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who's immortal, you know? That yeah. whole immortal soul <laughs> thing is only there for them yeah. religious fucks, you know, not them California yeah. hippies and fucking Salem, Massachusetts yeah. witches. Yeah, yeah, they're from but, L.A. And, they don't time. And lastly, I just want to say that all of this started because a virgin lit a lighter that had been sitting around with no fucking fluid in it for like a, five fucking years. I thought it was years. a candle. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That, no, I'm talking, that about, when he, I'm talking about when he lit. I'm talking about when he found a Zippo and then lit it. It's like, fluid doesn't come in fucking Zippos. <laughs> I did like how in the uh, the Sanderson Cottage, because it had been turned into like a tourist attraction at one point, they had the boxes of Lemonheads and Cherry Clan that I used to fucking oh, yeah. love back in the 90s. Like, that was my candy. Lemonheads and Cherry Clan? Like, I love those fucking candies. So to see those in the movie, I was like, yep, definitely 93. <laughs> no, come on, man. Warheads and blue raspberry blow pops, man. Crybabies I like too, though. I was a big fan of crybabies back in the day. Um, you know, that gum. And where, and, kind of like and where was the cool, where, where was the fucking fridge cooler of Joe Cola? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is very thirsty short. Where was the Crystal Pepsi? Oh, God. No Crystal Pepsi, no joke. Where was the Pepsi challenge, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, the, fu- and the fucking And the fucking Ecto Cooler. <laughs> yes. That was still around in 93. I, I know it right. was. Yeah. Uh, but we also missed the fact that Jay and Ice were taken by the witches at one point and put in the cages. Yes, yeah. they were. That's what I mean. They yeah, were just put in the cages, and then Max just is, uh, sees his shoes and, like, grabs the shoes. back. Ha, ha, ha. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take your shoes. You know, that's, what I was, yeah. that's what I was saying before. Like, the, I feel like based on where our introductions to those characters, their comeuppance was not equivalent, and that was often the case in, in movies of that era. But they mm-hmm. were just left in cages, forgotten about. So they're <laughs> going to sit there and keep and singing, row, row, row your belt until they die. That's the thing, man. Row, row, row no your one belt? remembered them. Row, row, row your boat. Oh, it's a belt, so I don't even fuck belt. But yeah, no, it's, they're going to be left there until they die. That would be yeah. a great sequel. You just find their skeletons in the fucking cages. <laughs> well, we saw it, you know. Basically, it's probably where Thor Ragnarok started off, you know. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> yeah, and all the parents leaving. Yeah, it was great. Yep. Like, wow, we've been dancing all night. Crazy. Let's go home. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's, like, let's go make another child. Dun, 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 <laughs> exactly. Dun, dun. We are staying in here forever. <laughs> we love Salem. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yes. And that pretty much Indeed. and that yeah, that pretty much wraps up the movie, guys. <laughs> yeah, like I said, it wasn't uh, a bad movie for a first watch for me. But yeah, like we had all said, like the ghoul had said, like the doc had said, we're not the demographic for this movie. Like even as a kid, right. I don't think I would have liked this movie very much. Like in '93, yeah. I was nine. I don't think I would have liked this movie even as a nine-year-old. I probably would have been like, "This is for girls." Like this is like the girls' version of horror, and that's why they love it so much. Mm. I was more of like I said, a wicked right. fan and, and movies around that time. I mean, I was renting yeah. like <laughs> much more deeper horror movies mm. than Hocus yeah, Pocus, but I can see why it makes lists every year. Hocus Pocus, to be honest. Every Halloween, that movie fucking makes a list of, like, the top ten family-friendly mm. horror movies to watch. Hocus Pocus is yeah. always either number one or number, like, three. what it is. Family-friendly. And then, and then, like, five to ten years ago, they, they, it actually got turned into a Broadway musical as well, you know, because oh, it's it? got that kind of fan base. Yeah, oh. it did. Oh, dang. I mean, it's got a porn version, Hocus Pocus, which is fantastic. <laughs> Highly recommend that for our adult audience. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you dabble... You know, no, see, I might, I might have to use that tonight just for the uh, the Bette Midler reference. You know, get me, uh, get me off of, in, in the old school it. way, dude. Yeah, you would definitely <laughs> dig it. I know you would, because it is fantastic. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, it, it's a great family friendly movie uh, to put on for the kids, but definitely not something that I think resonates with us, other than the fact that it was completely '93. <laughs> it was a throwback, nostalgia wise. <laughs> To remember mm. that fucking era, <clears throat> you know, and the music references yeah. and the co- the outfits. I'm like, yeah, I remember those. And again, like '93. <clears throat> I'm just gonna think, like off the top of my head, Lion King, True Romance. I'm trying to oh, think yeah. of like Love all the romance. films that I would have went to have gone mm. and seen at that point. Those were all things I was seeing in the theater. You know, so I was and definitely in this movie. Yeah, and I was a junior <laughs> in high school when this was went out. <laughs> That could make me feel young. I appreciate that. Like it. <laughs> yeah. Nine years well, old. You are the, well, you are the baby of the group, King. I am. But, I love but that. But that was, that was the movie for this week. So whose pick is it next week? That would now be, be the Kings. And I do oh, have one right. for us. <laughs> so this movie, actually, uh, 2BTV.com, we're not sponsored by them in any way, but they have a plethora of fucking great horror titles. And one of the titles that I found that was just added not that long ago was a movie I saw when I was maybe 11 or 12. Uh, it went Wicked. underneath the original, <laughs> the original title of Strange Behavior, but I want to go with the more risque title, which was released in 1981 as Dead Kids, directed by oh, Michael Lopless. It's a movie called Dead oh, Kids. So, yeah. And it is very much in the line of weird experimentation on teenagers in a small Illinois town around the Halloween time because there is a costume party that happens in the movie, and that's part of the reason why I picked it, because I want to keep it in the line oh, okay. of October and Halloween. Um, but there's some good pieces in it. Louise Fletcher from One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest has a part in the movie, and also Don Parker from Shocker plays the sheriff of this town of dead kids. From 1981. So I will send you guys the link after the show ends. I hope you enjoy it. I want to go a little bit weird. I want to go a little bit gory. I want to go 80s for my pick. So let's go look at some dead kids next week. 
Now, is there possibly a difference between dead wants kids? To play with dead dead kids. Ki- is there a difference between dead kids and strange behavior as far as content in the movie? No, no. The only reason that it was changed from dead kids to strange behavior in the U.S. is because U.S. distributors didn't like it being called dead kids. They felt okay. that would turn off people from seeing the movie, so they called it strange behavior instead. Oh right. So, so that'll be my pick for next week. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right. You. So, Doc, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And we look Yay. forward to seeing you back here at the ranch for Dead Kids. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'll be here. Uh, dead dead Kids. It's so very exciting. I hope that you guys Yay. like it. I, I know I just I think it's a weird kind of cool pick. Because after Hocus Pocus, I feel like we need a palate cleanser. And we need to go back to horror. <laughs> So, all right, uh, Monkey, welcome back. You're here. It's October. Yeah. It's our month. Yep. Thank you for your yes, picks. We'll see you back here next week. Mm. Yeah, and hey, Fright fans, thanks for listening to the best damn horror podcast out there. And let me come in your ear. <laughs> all right, good night, everybody. Keith, you all right, cool. hit us with a plug as we close yeah. out tonight, my friend. <laughs> Well, as we like to say every single week, um, we are proudly sponsored by Bonfire Beat Designs. If you go to Etsy and type in the search engine, all in one word, Bonfire Beat Designs, you are going to see some awesome handcrafted jewelry that you can use to give to your significant other, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is. You can be a fucking animal if you really want to go there, man. These days, whoa, everybody's fucking. <laughs> Listen, man, I, I'm not, I'm not condoning bestiality, but what I'm saying is, is if everybody's perception is their reality, and in their perception, their cat or dog is their boyfriend or girlfriend, well, so fucking be it, man. But what Hell I'm yeah. saying is, is go, go buy them something on Bonfire Beat Designs. You know, go on there, make the ghoul girl happy because then she makes the ghoul happy, and a happy ghoul is a happy show. Hell yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Take the Kelly and the sexy stud. <laughs> I miss my donkey. <laughs> I like the occasional PJ every now and again. You know what I mean? And there's like a fucking cor- there's something that corresponds with all of that. So you know, buy something, I get something. <laughs> yeah. For every purchase you make, you get the BJ. So, now, are we? Know, uh, now, are you? Uh, are you still running a promo code? Uh, no, at the moment the promo code has been suspended simply because <laughs> yeah, we actually, okay. sad, sadly, sadly, we did lose two of our our, our, our chickens. Oh, oh, um, oh no. you know, the, the, weather, the weather started to turn. Two of them yeah. just wrapped out okay. on us. And, uh, and unfortunately, one of them was my cock. Uh, so now no! I have to find a new cock. Not your cock. Yes, I know. Oh, uh, tell me about it, shit. man. What? Not your cock. Oh, oh, go on. Go on. I'm sorry, I mean, man. God. Nothing. It's immortalized forever. It's, it's immortalized forever. They have pills <laughs> for this kind of shit. We will. <laughs> the cock will rise again. The cock will rise again. The cock night rises. <laughs> yes, it's it certainly does. All right, so thank you so much, you guys, for listening. We'll see you back here next week for my pick of Dead Kids from 1981. 
directed by Michael Laughlin. As always, I'm your old pal, the King Horror Angie G, saying good night. And as they say, that's life. Cool? Check us out. Stay scared, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>